Welcome. Thank you for joining us on Boldly Go, a Strange New Worlds podcast. I am but one of your hosts, Suzanne Williamson. With me, as always, is the ever-lovely Brandy Jackola, who, you know, forgot to introduce you last time. So thank you for remembering. <laughs> no problem. I mean, it would have it would have served me right if you had just gone on, not even introduced <laughs> me. <laughs> I deserve it. No, no, you do not. So we finally reached the end of season one, Strange New Worlds. <laughs> We're going to be talking about episode 10, A Quality of Mercy, or Balance of Terror Redux. Mm-hmm. That's what I've been calling it, too. So great minds and all that, because <laughs> I did not know you were calling it that until just now. Yes. So, yeah. I will say this. This is interesting. Uh, and some people probably already know this, but there is a Twilight Zone episode called The Quality of Mercy, which has yes. a young Leonard Nimoy in it and also a very young Dean Stockwell in it. No way. Absolutely way. That is pretty freaky cool. I know, right? And it was purposely done that way because Henry Alonzo Myers, I hope I'm getting his name right, is also a big Twilight Zone fan. So Nice. In addition to being a big Star Trek fan. So. No, he's not. He knows nothing about Star Trek. No, he knows nothing about canon or anything. Like, all of these new people are just posers. They never watched the series growing up. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what I say to people like that? Oh, fuck you! And the horse you rode in on. Yes, and the horse you rode in on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you a question. Uh, yes. Yes. At what point did you know that this was Balance of Terror? What point did I know? Or did you know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew when... They showed the Romulans, and I feel really bad for not catching on sooner. I was like, oh, crap. You're an idiot. <laughs> Why didn't you pick up <laughs> no, on that? I should have picked idiot. up on it at the wedding. That's where I picked up on it. Because when that happened, I literally, like, I felt like my heart had stopped. Mm -hmm. And I turned to Dave, and I said, Dave, I know this. Dave, I think... I think they're doing Balance of Terror, Dave. I think they're doing Balance of Terror, Dave. I was like losing my fucking mind. Everything was there, all the little things that you should have picked up on, and I just didn't. And 
I blame the glass of wine I was drinking at the time. You know, that is perfectly logical to blame the glass of wine. So well done, you. Yes. I, it's also, I haven't had time, unfortunately, recently to have rewatched Balance of Terror. I know we did mm-hmm. cover it a while back on the Unready Room. And it's actually one of my favorite original series episodes. There have been people who have been watching the two side by side. How they're doing that, I don't know. Like watching one on your television while watching the other one on your phone or what? I mean, (laughs) it's not like I can split screen two things at once on my TV. Yeah. So when you're streaming on Paramount Plus, you can't do that. No, you can't. So, yeah, that would... I I would be interested to know how people were doing that because there were people doing that. I do want to go back and revisit Balance of Terror because it is such a good episode. And there, it is. The first thing that I said when Pike realizes he's now in a different time and he's got two people in front of him who look like they're going to be married, and just the <laughs> light across his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh my God, that's so TOS. That's yes. so TOS. Yes, it was. Always doing that to Kirk. Like, Always. And they did that so much in Balance of Terror. So much. They didn't do it quite as much in this episode. Thankfully. Yeah. But that was, yeah, it was the wedding. Because the minute he's standing there and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no, this is not going to have a happy ending. Oh, no. Give me me tissue. Dave, give me tissue. (laughs) (laughs) He's so sweet. He's so sometimes he just preemptively does it and then sometimes he he kind of forgets and it's just like, "Oh, sorry. I should have gotten you tissue." I'm like, "No, I'm perfectly capable of doing that myself." <laughs> and I just don't thinking I'm going to power through it instead of being a sobbing mess. But, you know. Oh, yeah. I was fine throughout the whole episode. Last 2 minutes ugly crying, just blah. Yeah. I was like, damn it, I thought I was going to get through at least one. Yeah, not not me. There were, there was more <sighs> than one moment that I was crying. Like, I, I got emotionally upset when the Farragut got hit. Mm-hmm. And I just, because in my brain, it's like, how many people just died? How many yeah. people just died instantly from that hit? And then just, oh, just, mm. and then everything from that point on is just kind of like, oh, my God. This is going to go so horribly wrong. (laughs) Yes. Best of intentions usually do. Yeah. And that's, that's the funny thing. Sometimes events are just time locked. Oh, wait, no, that's Doctor Who. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) It's wibbly wobbly that way. Yes. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Ultra Pike? Oh my gosh, that monster maroon. Mm -hmm. (gasps) I never thought one could look good on anyone. Until that. It looks, it it looks damn good. Like, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I know the differences they made in it so that it doesn't look like somebody's wearing a giant rug. But, um, (laughs) I mean, that, those, those, those uniforms, I mean, they are so woolly. It looks like they've just picked up a giant throw rug from the floor. And fashioned it into yeah. a uniform, and it looks hot, and it looks uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and I never liked those. Never liked those uniforms, the Wrath of Khan 
uniforms is what I call them. I only liked it when the flap was down. Yeah, when the flap was down, it was a little more cash. But at the same time, I'm looking at <laughs> that going, why, why a flap? I mean, that's like the most inconvenient way to do up a uniform is a great big freaking flap on your front. Oh, isn't that a, like a naval callback? I don't care. Just stop doing that. <laughs> it's a dumb idea. Keep your flap out of here. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep your flap. Uh, but yeah, and the, that, uh, the stripe down the leg, man, that was like glittery. Oh, it was shimmery. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's, that's, that's purdy. When the light caught that, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. liked that a lot. Um, Can we I just still- have double the pike all the time? Please, I want to see Pike fighting with himself often. Double the Pike, double the fun. Yeah. I, I am there for it. I will take two Pikes and one Spock any day. <laughs> Why not go with the two Spocks, too? Okay, four. four. <laughs> Let's have a fivesome. So that's two Pikes, two Spocks, <laughs> and just and me being worshipped for the goddess I am. So, yes. uh, damn, that Pike's seen some shit. Those circles under yes. his eyes, oh, mm-hmm. broke my but heart. He still looked good. so pretty, so so pretty. Yeah, it's like he didn't really age much. It it was interesting because the like, peak the peak was a little lower. The peak was a little lower. All the hair was silver. Pretty much all the hair mm-hmm. was silver, and there was just a weariness about him, yes. which is again why Anson is such a great actor. Because he communicated that without words, mm-hmm. you know, just just in the way he moved, the way he stood, the way he just looked like he just wanted to sit down and take a nap all mm-hmm. the time. He really well, even channeled the acting, that. The acting before in the scene where he met Maat. Oh God, yeah, was just it was traumatizing, mm-hmm. and you could see that without him saying anything, just. Yes. Like somebody reached in and squeezed his heart. Well, I felt like someone had reached in and squeezed my heart because I immediately knew that kid because I remembered his picture from the five Mm -hmm. cadets. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And uh, and then that shot of him walking down the hall. After mm-hmm. leaving the the briefing room and just all of the all of the expressions going across his yeah. face that that is one of Anson Mount's great talents is he can communicate everything without using words if oh, he, he if he to. needs to yeah for a certain role he had yeah, to <laughs> for, for Black Bolt yes he did but even so I mean he's that's something he's obviously been able to do for many years mm-hmm. and. To be able to express so much without doing these exaggerated facial expressions, like some people go overboard with. I'm not going to name names. (laughs) It was just like, just that scene of him walking down the hall was like a master class in acting right there. Mm -hmm. Just just so, just so well done. Anson in this entire episode is just magnificent on every level. Not that everyone else isn't. This whole cast is just magnificent i have oh, no yeah. other word for it i have i do feel bad for maat because yeah. he's going to think that captain pike dislikes him yeah I mean, I his, ho- his hero just sort of ran away from him i hope that he actually 
does like call Ma'at and mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm really sorry. I was just really feeling sick. Maybe just make up a thing like, I thought I was going to puke. Okay. And I didn't want to do that in front of you, you know? So I'm so sorry about that. It was, it was, you know, I, I was as excited to meet you as you were to meet me. And I'm really sorry that it, it turned out that way. Yeah. I, she wouldn't have let that go unanswered. We just, I know. hope not. No. Pike's he not he had so much other stuff to think about afterwards, though. Yeah, but even so, he was still thinking about Ma'at because Mm -hmm. he knew now that his actions, though they saved him and all of those cadets, really fucked everything else up, like, for decades. Just just a little. Or forever and ever and ever. Millions of people. Millions of dead people. Um, God only knows how many more, if that particular timeline had continued. Yeah. So, yeah. Which makes me wonder, because it, it's, it doesn't feel really super clear, but it feels like the, the Klingons on, on Boreth were the ones who contacted future Pike instead of the other way around. <laughs> it's like, this is a problem. <laughs> it's like, hey, dude, you gotta, you gotta fix this. And, uh, if, if we have to, you know, kill to do it, we're gonna fix this because this can't happen. I'm guessing the temporal pro- police weren't on top of this, and they just felt like they had to step in. Yeah, well, the, the Klingons, well, the Klingons on Bora, they're a different, you know, level. They're, like, way leveled up past any temporal mm-hmm. police could possibly be. <laughs> <laughs> and the temporal police are still busy with Janeway and all her shit. Yeah, well, that whole 1996 incident alone... Oh, my God. Was just, I mean, Voyager streaming across the night sky in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Hello! <laughs> yeah, anyway. Oops, my bad. <laughs> oopsie, oopsie. And, uh, yeah, and the temporal police, yeah, they're not going to show up at Boreth and go, no, no, no. <laughs> they're going to get a bat left to the face. <laughs> you know it, I know it. <laughs> The Klingons are pretty confident and nobody coming after them, so. <laughs> and they'll know that they're coming because they've checked a time crystal. Yep, exactly. So they'll just be standing there waiting. They come up and pfft, off mm-hmm. of their head. Yep. Yeah. And then bye-bye temporal police. Yeah. Well, there'll always be more. Oh, so yeah, I think we can agree that we love Pike at any age. <laughs> yes. Can we see Academy Pike? I want to see Academy Pike. Wow. <laughs> Little baby Pike. Uh, I, they could do some digital jiggery pokery because I don't know that I'd want to see any other Pike now if it's not Anson Mount. <laughs> like, just, no, no, it's got to be Anson at this point. I'm spoiled yeah. now. This is Best Pike. So that's what I want. I want Best Pike always. Always and forever. Romulans. Romulans. Yeah, I love obviously. Romulans. You except, know. Except. Except. When we see the commander. He. It was bugging me. I was like, God, that guy looks like somebody. That guy looks like somebody. Galaxy Quest. Mm. I was like, oh, my God. It's Galaxy Quest. No. <laughs> yeah. He and does even. Even the guy he was talking down to who's. 
I can't remember what he called him. It was, he also he was looked like somebody from something. Galaxy Quest. Yep. I was like, oh, man. Well, I, I looked them both up on IMDb, and mm-hmm. I had not seen anything that they'd been in. And it is amusing yeah. because they have the, – the two of them, those two men, have guest starred in the same – like three of the same television series. <laughs> <laughs> They're friends that get each other roles. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. So basically, you know, they'd worked together before. They knew each other. Yeah. So, and if I remember right, I think they're both Canadian. So that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I know the one dude is Canadian. So yeah. I'm guessing the other one is too. Yeah. If I, and I, the, I, the Praetor was Canadian, pretty sure. You know, because her name, the actor's name is so common, I wasn't able to mm-hmm. confirm really what she looked like out of the Romulan makeup because there, you know, Carolyn Scott is not a very definitive name. And so (laughs) if I put that into IMDb, a hell of a lot of things come up. So, yeah. So I made my best guess, but from the pictures, I couldn't 100% confirm, but she, she felt familiar as well. But even looking at Mm -hmm. one of the profiles that I did see, I'm like, I haven't seen anything she's been in either. So I guess it's just they all have one of those faces. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a Romulan thing. Mm. Well, people people's appearances change drastically when you cover up their eyebrows and the top of their head. That can drastically change someone's appearance to the point where you wouldn't recognize them on the street if they had that particular makeup on, or if you'd only seen them with the makeup on and then you saw them on the street, you wouldn't know them. So it's, uh, eyebrows make a huge difference in your appearance. It's crazy like that, but they're very definitive to your face. We all need eyebrows, folks. We all need them. Especially a Spock eyebrow. Mm, Or a Janeway. She gets that going too. Yep. And Tuvok. Tuvok, yes. But Spock did it first. Yes, which always, I always just got such a kick out of that in TOS. I'm just like, oh, do the eyebrow, do the eyebrow. Eyebrow! It's best when he accompanies it with a fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or he's just being... Uh, it, it it often happened when Bones was being racist or something or other. <laughs> so all the time. And, so all the time. And Spock <laughs> would just, you know, kind of tilt his head and would do the eyebrow like, whatever, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go have your little tantrum. You're fine. I know, I know there are people out there that absolutely love Bones, and I get it. I truly do. He is not my favorite. And neither is Kirk. Hey, but this Kirk. <sighs> this Kirk? I... He's not a Chris Pine, which I adored Chris Pine's Kirk. I don't know why. I just adore Chris Pine. Um, well, it yeah. Didn't, the Kelvin timeline <laughs> in general does not work for me. The only time he really felt like something akin to Kirk was in Star Trek Beyond. Um, Beyond was the best. Same. I feel the same way. That's the only one I have watched. Except for covering up my Idris Elba's face, because that's just a crime. You know, I don't care as long as I can hear his voice. You know, if I can still hear his voice, I'm good too. <laughs> Just like it's a whole package thing there. So, but, um, but yeah, uh, this gentleman whose name I did not write down, uh, I, I actually, the second time we watched it, I turned to Dave and I said, he's giving Kirk energy better than the original Kirk did. <laughs> 
because I am not a William Shatner fan. <laughs> and I am not a Kirk yeah. William Shatner fan. Yeah. And that's and that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. He was just a little too much. Yeah, well that's the thing. He was he was doing stage acting for screen and that's not yeah. that doesn't it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. Because when you're doing it on screen, you do not have to be so big so that the people in the back row can understand what's going on. That's a theater thing. Rein it in. You it do it like it's intimate, man. But yeah, yeah. whatever. But I liked this guy. There was a definite change in Ortegas. And I want to know what happened to make that change. Same. Well, and I don't even know if it has to do with the way she is all the time, or if it's just something having to do with the Romulans. I mean, she was clearly the stand-in for Styles and his his racism and hatred. Yeah. yeah. Leave it in your quarters. It has no place on the bridge. Yeah. But that it would it hurt me to see her like that. I, I know like, that is not Ortega's. I just feel like there's a story there. There's a there's a reason behind that because mm-hmm. I don't I don't necessarily know that she's like that all the time, and that isn't really clear. Yeah, but some she must have something personal, some personal experience having to do with Romulans. I just don't know yet. But Dave was perturbed by that as well. He's like, I don't know why she's being so hawkish about this. Why why is this? What is story? Yeah. And so we were both just like, I don't know. Something happened. Somebody, you know, Romulans killed somebody she knew or a loved one or maybe she had an experience directly or I don't know. I just don't know. But there's... There's more to that story that we may need. Yeah, she was even throwing hate at Spock, and it's like, oh no, 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 you don't Mm -mm. do that. No, 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 no. Although, you know, of course, we as seasoned Star Trek fans just don't even blink an eye when we see Romulans now, really, because it's like, oh yes, Romulans, give me more. But uh, you know, for the time in which this is happening mm-hmm. they literally had never seen a romulan like this generation of people had never seen a romulan nobody knew what they looked like probably the only people who knew what the romulans looked like if they ever got a look at them was the nx01 crew so mm-hmm. because i'm sure that they had you know, participation in the Romulan War, which we will never actually get on screen, I don't think. And I'm okay with that because doing a series that's just all about a war is not really my no, favorite thing. It's not fun. It's not fun. It's, it's demoralizing and uh, heavy and I don't enjoy that. Uh, I just don't watch, I like, I can't even watch war movies in general. Like, I've never seen Saving Private Ryan because I know it would traumatize the fuck out of me. Oh. I tried watching it and I couldn't get through it. I was bored. Yeah, I did. I did one and that was Platoon. And after that, I'm like, never again, never again am I watching any kind of war movie Mm -hmm. ever again. It's just too hard. It's too traumatic for me. Kind of like this episode. 
trauma up one side and down the other. <sighs> yeah. Not actually a complaint. I knew what I was in for once I realized at the wedding that this was balance of terror redux. So. Or redo if we're doing it the French way. <laughs> we are doing the redo. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry if I offended anyone who is a French speaker. I, I took French classes. I don't remember much. I took Spanish. I remember very little. I can understand more than I can speak. Which is yeah, usually I, the I way I can't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> I understand Spanish and I speak more Spanish than I understand French. Well, see, that's the thing. When you learn a language in junior high or high school, you're mm -hmm. not ever going to become fluent from those lessons. Oh, God, no. They don't give you practical experience with speaking the language <laughs> fluently. I don't even know if college courses really are good enough at that. I just, you know, just go get Babbel, you guys, if you want to speak a language. Don't rely on schools. It's not going to work. Or drop yourself in a country for a month. You learn pretty quick. Mm. Well, I don't know if that's true of Americans, because Americans just go everywhere in the world expecting people to speak English. Well, that's how I learned Spanish. Well, okay. I, I spent a month in Ecuador and didn't know any, and I came back knowing, yeah, a lot. <laughs> but you're not a typical American, Suzanne. You're a cut above the rest. Anyway, thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, so welcome. So, but yeah, actually, um, my favorite stand-up comedian, Eddie Izzard, has a whole bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> about traveling. And he's like, yeah, Americans, they just go everywhere going, hello! Hello! <laughs> America! And, uh, and, and, uh, she was talking to an American audience while doing this whole thing and saying, so when you're traveling <laughs> abroad, it can get tricky. So number one, say you're Canadian. Number two, <laughs> Here's the thing that everybody understands throughout the world. Just say Shaggy and Scooby and you will be fine. Because everybody knows Shaggy and Scooby. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. I would think you could use Captain Kirk, Mr. Spock. Everybody should know that. I, I think that's pretty widespread as well. Yeah. And has a longer history. Okay. Una. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who turned her in? That is what I want to know, so I can beat the snot out of that person. Mm-hmm. I want to know this, too. Who was the rat on the ship? Oh. Was it someone? Oh, that upset me so bad. Was it someone in medical? Hmm? I don't I, see Nurse Chapel doing that. No. I, I don't think it's necessarily somebody in the main cast. I don't think any of them would do that. But they were keeping it quiet, so... Uh, yeah, but but Chapel knows, Mbenga knows, mm -hmm. Pike knows, obviously, Laon knows. Mm -hmm. But there could be others that we don't know about that might have found out. <sighs> yes, yes. But how? We'll find out in season two, I'm sure. Because we're better. Because they were hinting about that. I better get that. her back. Well, they were hinting about that in uh, in the last episode of Ready Room 
which has so much Ethan Peck in it. It made me so happy. So, um, I yeah. haven't watched that. I've only seen the lower decks. Yes, which is awesome. <laughs> so good. I cannot so, wait so good. for season three. Yeah. Oh, Boimler, you are my heart and soul, man. <laughs> Just, He's so clueless. I know. That's why I love so him. Because <laughs> there's, there's, there's sometimes where I just, you know, Boimler does something and I'm like, oh, God, that's something I would do. <laughs> so he is my heart. Basically, the bulk of the show was Will Wheaton actually in Toronto in the set for Pike's what? Quarters and talking nice. in person to Ethan Peck and uh, Henry Alonzo. Is that right? You know, you know who I'm talking about. And he wrote the episode. And, and I was just like, oh, oh, so much continuous season i'm gonna faint i'm gonna faint and the funny thing is is that will did ask a question about you know what can you share about season two that has you know without being spoilery and i turned to dave and i said do not let ethan talk do not let ethan talk he will spoil <laughs> something he does it every time he is the tom holland of strange new worlds <laughs> and so he didn't even say anything he's just like I'm just going to let Henry talk. And I'm like, wise decision. They obviously warned everyone beforehand. Uh, Do not let Ethan talk about season two. Yeah. It's adorable. He's just so excitable, you know. <laughs> he wants to share. He wants to share things. I mean, you can blame him. I still remember he it was Star Trek Day last year. And they were doing the Strange New Worlds panel. Mm -hmm. And he let something slip. And Michelle Paradise is looking at him like, are you kidding me with this right now? <laughs> just what? What are you doing, man? <laughs> it's just... Oh, he's adorable. Oh. Anyway, yeah, who the fuck ratted on Una? And how are we going to get her back? Because now that Pike has seen that future... Mm -hmm. You know he's doubling down on getting mm -hmm. her back. Oh, yeah. Wonder how that's going to go. I will be mad if we don't get her back. Furious. I don't know. I don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I really don't. I don't think they'd be that mean. They better not be. But well, they killed Hammer. They can be mean. Yes, but that was different. <laughs> I know, but still. And uh, Henry did say that they are doing something in this upcoming season that has never been done before in Trek. In live Trek? He just said in Trek. Hmm. So. So they're not going to Shaq's hammer. Oh, I, I really think they should, man. I they think should. it would be like the best. Just shacks him. <laughs> and nobody Black can ask questions. Black Mountain, um, face your father, um, you know, fight yourselves. You know, let's do it. Let's do it. I, I mean, you don't even have to put it on screen. Just tell me about it. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You know? And then uh, Rutherford wakes up and realizes it was all just a dream. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it was on a holodeck and he was watching it. <laughs> Instead of watching horror movies, he watches like previous incarnations of engineers' yes. deaths, horrible, horrible deaths. Exactly. <laughs> like the chief engineer on Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, oh, oh! Sorry. Justice for Joe, man. <laughs> Whew. Anyway, <clears throat> wow. So yeah, yeah. They basically lower decked the ending, didn't they? Because yeah. they, the they, season two of Lower Decks ends with Freeman being taken away. By mm -hmm. Starfleet security, and now we have Una being taken away from, by Starfleet security. Uh, Una, however, is actually guilty of what they're accusing her of doing. But again, it's it's just this stupid attitude of all or nothing that yeah. really, really it's a just stupid bothers law. me. Yeah, it's yeah. just <sighs> it's it's one of those things where I just am like, okay. You are taking the path of least resistance with this mm -hmm. and just making things harder for good people that you could utilize. Yeah. If you would just, you know, I don't know, stop being bigots, I guess. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah, bigotry still exists in the future. I don't know if we're ever going to get rid of that. No. I just, I feel like there's always going to be some fucker out there who just wants to have a grudge against a certain group of people for whatever reason they've made up in their mind. Oh, oh like the Republican uh, senators in Ohio are pushing through a bill so that both sides of the Holocaust can be taught. There is no both sides. There is no both sides to that. There is, <sighs> there, mm. yeah. there is... There is people being exterminated as if they were mm -hmm. not human. And that is the only side. Yes. One country under a, a an absolutely insane leader were caught up in rhetoric and decided they were going to blame all of their problems on another race and exterminate mm -hmm. that race to make themselves feel better. That is called... Oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's a word bad enough for that. But they committed crimes yeah. against yeah. humanity. Mm -hmm. That is the stark truth of what Nazi Germany did. Yeah. They committed crimes against humanity. The worst crime you can commit mm -hmm. in my book. So I don't care what their side of the story is, they can all fuck right off. Yeah, so I don't see bigotry going anywhere. Oh no, we're we're still soon. far too petty because of that bullshit right there. Mm -hmm. what, the, what the fuck is wrong with you? They they get caught up in their own delusions. Mm. It's the product of a sick mind, really. Because anyone who actually believes bullshit. Like the people who spout this rhetoric. It's, it's so easy 
because people don't want to take responsibility for themselves. They want to, they don't want to take responsibility for their own shortcomings, for their own failures. Mm -hmm. And so they need another target. And that's how these things get started. They find one person who's saying something similar. Oh, well, you know, if they're, if a woman hadn't come in and taken my job, then whatever, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whatever bigotry they're spouting, it only takes one. Because we don't listen to experts anymore. We don't look at facts anymore. That's, we're just. I did the research on Google. mm -hmm. It's just all, all of everything is just now, oh, that sounds right to me because it makes me feel better about myself. Uh So, so it must be true that women shouldn't be allowed to have autonomy over their bodies. No. But I better still get my boner pills. And insurance better cover it. Yep. And I'm not ever going to wear a condom. Oh, hell no. In fact, I'm looking into getting condoms banned. Oh, that'll be next with birth control. That's such. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Poor Una. Yes. Oh, cool. Back to That's- the terror of the episode instead of the terror of our real lives well it was very triggering you know yes so yes it was yeah so grr so question Mm -hmm. do you think kirk had yeoman rand on on the farragut negative negative okay i really don't think so i think yeoman rand came with the enterprise I think she, that's where she that's where she was, man. Didn't matter who the captain was, Yeoman Rand would go and be on the Enterprise. So with her basket weave hair. Ah, oh, that glorious, glorious hair. It always I always just would stare at it when I was a kid and going Me too. Looks like how looks, they do that. It looks like a woven basket in the front. Yeah, they did that with wigs. There's no way you yeah. could do that with real hair because you can't like, yeah, weave hair. As a hair five-year-old, like you don't know that. Well, actually, so as you a try five-year-old. and do it with the, with your hair, and it's then you get a giant knot that has to be cut out. Are you speaking from experience? Yes, I am. So the long hair became short hair, and it was more of a nurse chapel. And that's okay. That is more than okay. Yeah. (laughs) I I actually didn't have very much hair until I was about nine or ten. Because my mom says that I had a bunch of hair when I was born, and then it all fell out. She said, you were born with a mop of red hair, and then it all fell out. And then it grew in white blonde and then started going red as I grew older. But my hair just didn't grow. 
So, you know, all these kids, like in kindergarten and first grade and whatever, and, you know, mm-hmm. wearing pigtails and stuff like that. And I don't even have enough hair to put in a pigtail. <laughs> I, just, oh. I just had no hair. It got oh. better, of course. Well, but, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I, I couldn't have basket weaved my hair if I tried. <laughs> You I was just put a basket on your head. <laughs> yeah, just put a basket on my head. I'm Yeoman Rand. <laughs> so, yeah, at, at that age, I was just kind of like, you can't do that with hair. That doesn't work. There's two, because to weave, because you know how they make you do craft shit in school. Yes. And so, and we would do these things where we were weaving construction paper together and you had mm-hmm. to do it in strips. And I'm like, that can't all be her hair. You need strips for that. <laughs> Not if so, you go in a zigzag formation. <laughs> <laughs> and there's where the knot comes in. Uh, uh, anyway. Yes. So, yeah. Yum and Rand. So we heard Scotty. We did not see Scotty. We did hear Scotty. And whoever was doing Scotty was doing a damn fine job. Yes. So I cannot wait to eventually see if we get to Scotty. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I was, and I even said to my, my dear husband Dave, who I've mentioned several times on this episode already, does that mean he's been cast for season two? I want to know. Hmm. Yeah. We just because we do need a chief engineer. We do. We do not have a chief engineer right now that mm-hmm. we know of. And if they have replaced the chief engineer, I don't know who it is. They haven't. They didn't really cover that in this episode. There were too many other things mm-hmm. going on. Yes. Too many other things. So, yep. So are we going to talk about it? <sighs> I guess we have to. He nope. is the most important. Mm-hmm. Every time we change our fate, he dies. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every timeline. Dr. Yeah. Strange-ish. This is, um, <laughs> yeah, except, except that one. Yeah. Um, that scene traumatized me so much. I, 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 I still have, I don't know how to reconcile it still. It's just, um, I don't know what I expected t- the first time I watched it. That I'm just like, oh no, Spock's been hurt. I didn't expect. Yeah. Left leg gone. Um, looking yeah, that like, was, yeah, uh. looking like his whole torso was broken. Um, the burns, um, mm. the, the blood everywhere, um, was not prepared for that in any way, shape or form. Mm. And I'm going to get emotional again because it just really hurt me. Um, I mean, I would have reacted that way to any of the characters, but you mm. all know Spock is my favorite. You know, he's been my favorite since I was a child. And to see that was, it broke me. It broke me. And it's going to take some time before I can deal with that and learn to live with it because, um, don't get, 
you don't you don't get over something like that. You learn how to live with it. You know, that's what trauma yeah. is. So, and yes, yes, I know it's a fictional character and all of these things, but I am a very sensitive person. So it affects me in ways that, you know, other people would just be, oh, God, that's really terrible. Whereas I'm just, you know, with my face in a pillow crying my eyes out. Mm -hmm. So that's just how it is. But, you know, and it occurred to me, but all the things that he's supposed to do. Yeah, especially because the first thing, the first place my mind went after the whole, you know, he he might not recover, and if he does, he won't be the same. And I'm thinking, oh God, reunification. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. never going to happen. And just, um, mm. <sighs> it stresses me out a lot. It's it's. Mm -hmm. <sighs> It's hard to talk about. It so. was hard for Chapel to talk about. Mm -hmm. She looked absolutely as broken as you look right now. Yeah. She looked that hurt. Well, of course, because she was still carrying a torch. Oh, yeah. So, um, um, <laughs> yeah, just, uh. And now I've watched that three times. I've watched that three times. Ugh. And every time, because after the first time, you know, now I know the scene is coming. And mm -hmm. my breathing starts to get faster. You know, when, basically when they say um, that what decks have been hit and weapon systems took a direct hit. And mm -hmm. Pike goes, Spock. And that's when I start to breathe faster. And so by the time he actually sees Spock, I'm almost hyperventilating. The camera work that they did for him approaching sick bay and walking through sick bay was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was. And it portrayed everything that Pike was feeling as he looked around mm -hmm. again without him having to say a word. Yeah. Because again, Anson Mount genius. And why can't that fucking couple catch a break? Either she dies, or he dies, or they both die. Why? Uh, why? Why must it be that way? I guess the same way that Ma'at must die. I know. I know. It's just... Yeah. I'm the kind of person... Same way just... Edith Keeler has to die. Yeah. Otherwise, Hitler will rule the world. And we're back to Nazis. Yep. <laughs> Nazis. I swear to God. They're the source of every problem. That was, yeah, awful. Yeah. It was awful. But then he's back to his time. Yeah. Which is good. I do, mm -hmm. I do like that final scene that he has with Kirk when Kirk comes in. Uh, and not the final scene of the episode, obviously, but the final scene he has with Kirk. And uh, he's, Kirk's like, am I interrupting something? And he's like, no, I was just uh, talking, talking to myself. To myself. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally talking to himself. And the first time I didn't really flag that because I was still mm -hmm. in trauma. The second time I'm like, oh, that's that's cute. Well done. Well yeah. done. So... <laughs> And then uh, when they sit down to talk and Pike's like, so where are you from? And I'm like, he's from Iowa. 
I said it too. <laughs> I only work in outer space. Wouldn't he already know this because he knows Sam so well? Not necessarily. I would think. One one would think, but I don't know. Maybe he's not, never asked all that stuff about Sam. Just don't know. So there were a lot of great moments in this episode. A lot of things where they were just really mirroring balance of terror, not just oh, in yeah. the storyline, but in the where people stood, the way they stood, mm-hmm. movements that they made, etc. Lighting, of course, had a big component the of that. Music. Music, yes. That Romulan theme when you first <laughs> see the Romulans and just like, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah, baby. And we we finally get a, a, a real honest to God Spock eye for <laughs> We've had little <laughs> ones, but uh, that one was that one was like, yes, thank you. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for that. So I did find it interesting that uh, Spock did the mind mill with his left hand. I guess it doesn't matter which hand you use, but he usually does right hand. So weird. I didn't notice that you used his left hand. I did. Hmm. Some weird like that. Interesting. Yes, definitely a less emotional Spock. Like whatever he's been through to make him more Vulcan over the last oh, seven years, yeah. we don't, we haven't seen that process. And Uhura in her nice uniform, the open collar, very TOS. Very TOS. Yes, indeed. And uh, and those earrings, those earrings, <sighs> fantastic, glorious. Yes. Yes. I also do really appreciate the scene between Pike after he's back in the his present. And it's just a few minutes after he's left the room and Spock comes in to see how he's doing. <laughs> and they have that conversation, which basically ends with, I love you, man. Yeah, I love you, man. Mm-hmm. That's not what, exactly what they said, but that's what, that, was, that no. was the message. Like, and then you, you can man. really see... What is going to bring Spock to take Pike to back to Talos? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It definitely gives a lot of depth to that, uh, even yeah. though I already felt that just from Leonard Nimoy's performance in well, yeah, Menagerie. But, this but yeah, totally solidifies. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they are. Yes, yeah. indeed. So many things. <sighs> Feeling so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them devastation. But <laughs> this is not a complaint. This is not a complaint. It was, no. in my opinion, a masterfully done episode. Just And I, I totally felt so bad for that Romulan commander. Me too. Me too. He too tires Just, of endless war. And then he's, you know, cold. Cold. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. All of that. <sighs> yeah. Sorry, this episode is a lot of me just going, Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that. <laughs> just, uh, I don't, I, words. They, there aren't words that I can think of that can accurately express <laughs> what's going through my mind. So it's just kind of like yeah, that, mm-hmm. yeah. expressing a feeling, sort of, etc. Ad nauseum. 
Is there anything we haven't talked about? I'm sure there's plenty. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's something I learned, and it probably won't come as a surprise to many people, is that whole pike cooking thing, that's all Anson. That is all Anson. Nice. He is the one who wanted to bring that to the character, and they're like, yeah, sure, why not? And now the writers are like, okay, now we have we have this. Now we're going to write for this. Oh, yeah, because I totally want to eat his asabuco. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite dishes. Yes. So I want some. Yes. Especially the bone marrow. I want the bone marrow. Yum. Okay. It is meat butter. It is so delicious. I wouldn't know. Never had it. Mm. That would be hard. So, yeah. <laughs> so, there we are. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that that was actually uh, really cool. To, because, you know, I know that Anson, as a person, likes to cook. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was this level of liking to cook. So, <laughs> But he does post a lot of pictures of stuff, of food. He does. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, it shouldn't have come as a surprise that that was something... He just threw out there. He's like, hey, what if we did this? And they were like, sure. I'm guessing older Pike isn't cooking a lot these days because he was Mm. looking at those knives longingly. He was. Well, why would he even feel like cooking when they've been fighting a war for decades? Yeah. So. Or that is his fault. Yep. Because he flinched. Yep. Who knew? Oh, wait, we did. We did. Why does the weight of everything always have to be on his shoulders? Because he's strong enough to carry it. He's got nice shoulders. He does have very nice shoulders. He has just very nice everything. I'm trying to think if there's anything else (laughs) I wanted to say. No, I don't. I'm sure I'll think of a thousand things after we stop recording. (laughs) That's usually how it goes. Mm Mm-hmm. So... And Mm -hmm. maybe I'll even be a smart person and write them down, but I probably won't, let's be honest. Maybe we've told you some things that you didn't know today. Maybe we haven't. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you're like, I already knew that. Oh, but you didn't mention this and this and that. Well, tweet us. Yeah. Bring it up. At BoldlyGoPod on Twitter. That's right. Or you can message us on on Facebook. um, BoldlyGoPod. And yes, we're Instagram. Instagrams. Boldly go pod. <laughs> <laughs> I never say made that it shit easy for you. I know. I never say that shit. You think I say that shit? I never say that shit. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've just about wrapped this up. Mm-hmm. I can't believe the season's over. I can't either. I don't know I how to feel to about it. I don't either. I don't either. And also, and why is season two only ten episodes too? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I want more. I do do. And uh, this also wraps up forty-eight straight weeks of Trek. New Trek, I should say. Man. Forty-eight straight. That's almost a full calendar year. <sighs> and still no word on what's coming next or when. I'm assuming it's Lower Decks because they gave us that teaser. I need my prodigy. So I don't know. I need my chocolate. 
Yes. Yes, indeed. So. I need Janeway and Chakotay to be canon. Let's do it. Come on. Yeah. What's, what's their ship name, though? Like, how do you, um, com- how do you combine them? The names? JC. Oh, just JC? Mm-hmm. So, it's very old school. It's just okay. JC. That's fine. <laughs> Not to be confused with Jesus Christ, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Or Jimmy Carter. <laughs> or Jimmy Carter. Or <laughs> I'm sure there's other JCs out there. Um, Jiminy Cricket. Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, that's 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 fine with me. That's easier because I was like, Chicote, um, Jane Tay. I just, <laughs> just none of these are working. <laughs> none of them are working in my brain. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. We know you have many choices in your podcast listener thing for Star Trek, and happy you chose us. So, Brandy, where can people find you if they want to point out things that we miss talking about? You can find me on Twitter at BrandyWine12, or you can tweet at any of the aforementioned Boldly Go accounts. But uh, personally, BrandyWine12 on Twitter. What about you, Suzanne? Where on the great green earth can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at KJNWay8 or at Stained Sass. Well, there's only one thing left to do then. I guess we'll just keep boldly going. going. This has been Boldly Go, a Star Trek Strange New Worlds podcast. Our intro and outro music was composed especially for us by Eves Orwald, whom you can find on Facebook and SoundCloud for more of their music. Thank you for listening. <laughs>